So what was the victory that Jesus brought to his people? How is that relevant to us? And what does that have to do with being born again? If you look up at the screens, you can get your Bibles out. We're in John 3, verses 1 to 21, but it's also going to be up on the screen. So it says, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. There's so much amazing truth in that passage and it's so deep and rich. But I, I want to focus today on, on the term born again and what that means for us, how we can be born again, and how that looks as we live it out. And so here we first meet a guy named Nicodemus. He's a well-read, highly respected ruler of the Jews. And this, in some ways, could have sparked alarm bells for Jesus and his disciples. You know, they'd heard the rumblings of what they thought about Jesus and wanting to go after him. But as we learn through this story, not all the Pharisees were blind to the truth or wished harm on Jesus. And coming by night is an interesting choice. 
know, it, it, it makes sense when we look at it objectively. It may have been that it was, it was cowardice because he didn't want his other Pharisees to know that he was coming to talk to Jesus because it could have meant harm on his life. But I like to look at it that he was searching for truth. And going to Jesus during the day when he's ministering, he wouldn't have got that opportunity. But he comes and goes, Jesus, talk to me. I want to know, how can I enter the kingdom of God? You know, I, I think it shows his character that while others were sleeping, he's out searching for the truth. And his first statement is almost an assurance from Nicodemus that he comes for good reasons and not for bad. And I, I kind of think about my thoughts around his approach as it's important to understand that when we come to God with an open heart, we can hear him speak. We just need to be willing to hear and hear his words. And hearing is an active process. It's taking the words on board and then allowing them to elicit a response in what we do. And Jesus, in true Jesus fashion, gets right to the point. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And as a Pharisee and teacher of the law, Nicodemus would have been well-versed in messianic prophecies and what the outcome of the Messiah coming would be. And in knowing that and referring to Jesus as a teacher come from God, we can see a desire for greater understanding and revelation of who Jesus is and what being a part of the kingdom of God entailed. Jesus sensing that gives the direct response we see above. What is required to see the kingdom of God? To be born again. The term born again is often misused or misunderstood. And the phrase is in Greek, and bear with me, I hope I get this right, genethene uh, anothen, which translated literally means to be born from above. So it's nothing to do with an earthly birth. We are born again in the heavenly and spiritual realm. And this expression, born again, points to the saving activity of God imparting spiritual life to his people and in restoring all of creation to its original state. And to understand this fully, we must come to grips with our condition before that restoration. Before Christ, we were dead in our sins. Before Christ, we were enemies of God. Before Christ, we were lost. And at this point, this great divide existed between God and man. And Nicodemus, like us, stands on one side and Jesus is on the other. And 1 Peter 3.18 says, Christ died for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. And so it is when he died, we physically died, and when he was resurrected, our spirit was resurrected afresh. And Jesus tells us if we want to be with God, if we want to know that we can spend eternity with God in heaven, we must be born again. Nicodemus then asked the question that we should ask How can we be born again? How can we have this do-over? I think Nicodemus a little bit is, is, is looking at the physical. You know, he says, how can a, a, an old man enter the womb again? 
And those who believe in reincarnation kind of look at it a bit that way. The, the process of, well, the teaching of reincarnation is that you keep getting born again and again and again until we get it right. The problem is we could physically be born again a thousand times and still not get it right. Sin, unfortunately, is inherent in humanity. And there's not much we can do to help ourselves. Jesus tells us that with God, we can get it right. We can have the renewal that we desire, but we have to do it his way. And other religions talk about this idea of reincarnation and and movies and TV shows like to talk about it as well and they they use the word the term born again in a really negative way it, it makes you sound like a fanatic and and really out there and they miss what it is actually about and even some Christians have an aversion to the statement or it makes them uncomfortable because it it makes them question their eternal significance and, and, and where they're actually going to end up. You know, as humans, we try to control what we do and where we end up. And Nicodemus even suggests this when asking about re-entering the, the womb. The thing is, being born is not something that we have anything to do with. We don't have anything to do with our physical birth. And in the spiritual sense, being born again is an act of God by which he recreates us. As we become born again, we are given a new birth, a new life, a new nature, a new character, a new mind from God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a new birth into a living hope. And to see the kingdom of God, we need to embrace that new hope, that new birth. And we all know that life begins, begins at birth. It's, a base, it's basic human biology. So it's accurate to assume that being born again means a process of some sort of life beginning again. And Nicodemus, in his response, picked up on that. And Jesus goes on to elaborate. It's about being renewed and born again spiritually. If you think about a building or something that's, that's structurally unstable, it's not any good just patching it up and putting something over the wall if the wall's just going to fall down in a couple of years. It's better to, to knock it down and rebuild it. And so it is with us. We sometimes look for a quick fix into to making us feel better or, or, or seeking redemption or something like that. But nothing other than the saving grace of Jesus can restore us to right standing with God. As we are born again, we must take on a new nature. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to move in us and make us new. Yeah. And the decision is going, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me and transform me. Transform me. And this is a, it's a once-off decision, but then the process of being born again is continual. You know, we, we sometimes see it and go, okay, I'm, I'm born again, it's all good. But no, 
we take up our cross daily. His mercies are new every morning. And so being born again, we are made new and born again each and every day. And sometimes this is where we can struggle. We get stuck in our first birth. The things of the world consume us and divide our attention. We crave them. We, we want to be acknowledged and, and want to be relevant. But we need to be prepared to forego the things of the world in order to fully step into this new birth and this new life. So what is the key to unlocking this new birth? Well, let's look at Nicodemus. He comes, like I mentioned earlier, with an open heart and an open mind, but also with an expectation of a response. If we want Jesus to speak to, and to, speak to us and to lead us, we need to believe that he's going to do both. Faith is the thing that unlocks this new birth in us. And we need to accept that we cannot give ourselves a spiritual new birth. However, we have the choice whether or not we allow the Holy Spirit through faith to do a work in us and allow Jesus' victory to make us born again. Jesus continues to elaborate on how this looks as we read on. He talks about what is born of flesh is flesh and what is born of spirit is spirit. What Nicodemus misunderstands is that is that if he were to be born again of his mother and of the flesh, it still wouldn't help him as the flesh is inherently sinful and can't help us spiritually. And so church, we we need to become born again and we need to be born again spiritually to allow our souls to be renewed and transformed by the Holy Ghost. And Jesus uses the analogies of water and wind to illustrate the change that we have. While being born of water can be related to being born of the flesh, the symbolism of what water does to the body with what the spirit does for the soul is relevant. You see, water cleanses a body of filth, and so the spirit soothes and refreshes and renews the soul. You can also look at the process of baptism as symbolic of what Jesus said, that as we are washed or immersed in the water, and as we come up, we are a new creation. We are washed of the old and the new has come. That aside, it's important for us to allow our spirit to be refreshed in order to be born again. Jesus is firm with Nicodemus a second time as he still doesn't see what Jesus is saying. He doesn't understand the importance of the spirit. He's focused on the material things before and around him. And the flesh often does that. It lends itself to a focus on what we have to do. It's narrow-minded and, it, and it's self-centered. But what Jesus conveys is that it is the Spirit that brings renewal. Through verses 16 to 21, John continues to elaborate on the process of being born again. It starts with one of the most famous verses in Christianity. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's an amazing promise. And here we see the gospel, the central message, the Christian faith, and the central component to us being born again 
laid before us. See, Jesus came into the world as God in human form. He is perfect where we are imperfect. Where we sin, he is without sin. There were many prophecies before he came that there would be a saviour, Messiah, who would be victorious. And as Jesus entered Jerusalem on what we now call Palm Sunday, he was greeted as a victor. What the people didn't realise was that the victory wouldn't come through military might overthrowing the Romans. It came through death itself being defeated. And how is death defeated? Well, sin has a consequence, eternal death and separation from God. It's dark and morbid, but it's true. But the thing is, when Jesus died, he took on sin for all of us. And he went to his death obediently to reconcile us to God. But that reconciliation, that rebirth, comes through us accepting that free gift of grace. You you think of John 3.16, because of his love, because of the Father's love, we get that second chance of being born again and having eternal life. We don't deserve it and we don't have to earn it. We can't earn it. But that aside, he loves us anyway. And while sin might be crouching at all of our doors and we might try and avoid it, it does find us. And can we overcome it ourselves? Unfortunately not. But when we live by the truth and allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, we start to develop tools that help us to fight back. Ultimately, though, it is God's strength in us as new creations that allows us to fully become a new being. I love verse 21. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. This highlights the significance of being born again. We come into the light. Our soul is born again spiritually. Jesus' responses all through this exchange with Nicodemus show that it's not about what we can do for ourselves, but what he has done for us. And that takes all the pressure off. It doesn't matter the mistakes we've made or the places we've been or the struggles we have. Because of God's love for each and every one of us, he calls us home. He gives us the opportunity to be born again into his eternal kingdom. For some of us, we we hear this and go, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm all good. And it's a little arrogant to suggest that we just need this knowledge. And I relate it to the process of brushing our teeth. Bear with me. You know, we know that for, for total cleaning, we need to floss, we need to use toothpaste, maybe even use mouthwash as well. I'm a purple Listerine man. Anyway, we don't get a full, we don't get a full clean if we don't follow this process. And like with that, we can have head knowledge when it comes to what Jesus did, but we also need to allow for that to seep into our heart, to allow for our soul to be born again. We need to acknowledge our shortcomings and recognize the significance of what Jesus did. We need to take responsibility for our soul, which is the eternal part of us, and ask for forgiveness 
and then allow the Holy Spirit to give us a new birth. We often try to fill the void ourselves or organize our own new birth. We try fads or quick fixes, but it never fills what is missing. But then what happens when we have an attitude of recognizing our weakness and acknowledging the sovereignty of God? Things change. You know, people are set free. Our eyes are opened. Our bodies are healed. Our souls are renewed and transformed. And we need to understand this, that it's, it's Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit and what Jesus did on the cross that allows us the opportunity to be born again. All we have to do is just reach out and allow it to happen. And part of this process is repentance. I just want to say on repentance that it's not all doom and gloom. When some hear the word repentance, the thought is of some preachers talking about going to hell if you don't repent, they start screaming at you. But what they're doing is fear-mongering and trying to get you to come in by fear and not understanding. And they forget about a thing called the love of God, which is pretty important. And a new way I've been challenged to see repentance is that it's an invitation to come home, to be welcomed back into the kingdom. So when we repent of the flesh and allow ourselves to be renewed by the Spirit, we can see the kingdom of God. And more than just see it, we can be a part of it. We get to experience the fullness of God's love. Another part of the process is understanding that being born again affects more than just our standing with God. It affects our entire life. We start to live with hope, and with grace and with joy, things that we may have been without before Jesus came in. We are, start, we are started to be transformed to imitate him. We become in his likeness. You know, old dreams become new dreams, and even old dreams can be born again as well, this time with God at the helm. We discover our giftings. We start to see and understand the fullness of life that Jesus says that we will live. We'll never be perfect at making this whole born-again thing work because we're human. But that's okay because we have a loving father who sacrificed his son to give us a second chance. And what Jesus did doesn't have to be repeated. We have a saviour in Jesus who was obedient to death on a cross, but because he was perfect, he rose again conquering death and the penalty of sin. And a Holy Spirit who resides within us and is our conduit to our Father. And it is the Spirit who daily renews us. As we daily take up our cross, so we are daily born again in the image of God. And as 1 Peter 2.9 says, we are his special possession, a holy priesthood chosen of God. The Spirit renews our soul. It makes us a new person and allows us to step into our spiritual potential through God's redeeming work and the Spirit being with us, old things become new again. Things that seem broken can be restored. Life is spoken into death and light pierces through the darkness. Church, being born again is more than just returning to a right standing with God and receiving salvation. It is a complete and total change to our lives 
that allows God to bring us into the heavenly realm with him. As Jesus was welcomed triumphantly into Jerusalem riding on a symbol of peace, so we are welcomed lovingly into God's eternal kingdom when we are born again. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are and we thank you for what you did for us. We thank you that you've opened the door and paved the way for us to return to you, to be made new, to be transformed into a new being that is with you in your kingdom. And so if there is anybody here who hasn't had that experience of being born again, you may not have ever heard about the love of God being shared and and how that can impact your life and transform your life. If that's you, if you're brave enough, could you put your hand up and just say, God, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you give me a second chance. Conversely, you might have made that decision before, but there's so much stuff going on in your world that you need the Holy Spirit to come in and renew it again, to renew it afresh. You need to open yourself up and allow the Holy Spirit to do an amazing work in some situation in your life. If that's you, can you raise your hand? I see that hand. Is there any of you at all that just need that healing touch or something that is constricting and needs to be broken? You need that to be broken. see those hands awesome so what I want to do is we're going to open the altar here we've got people who are willing to pray I'm happy to pray and so we're going to sit in this time Yong Bing will play for a little bit you happy to play for a bit Young Bing's going to play for a little bit. And if you'd like prayer, I want you to come forward and we'll pray for you and stand with you to see something new done in your life and something transformed. So we're going to sit in this for a little bit. And so if you want some prayer, please come forward and we'll pray for you and pray with you.
Father God, we thank you for what you're doing in this place this morning. We thank you that when we come, you are here. You're here anyway, but when, when we ask you to speak to us, you do speak to us, Lord God, and we thank you for that. And I thank you for, for your faithfulness and for never letting us down and for always having our back, Lord God. I thank you that we can be born again each and every day and renewed as part of your kingdom, 